All right, welcome back to Local News Live. We're going to continue our series today talking to CEOs and female founders in the tech industry as there aren't as many women as men in that industry. And today we're speaking with Indy Gregg. She is the CEO and founder of an app called We Do that helps freelancers uh, who want to uh, get out of their main job as the great reshuffle or great resignation continues. And we spoke to her about a number of topics, specifically about what it's gonna take in our society to get more women and girls interested in STEM and other technology topics and get them in the tech industry. So let's go ahead and take a listen in to what she had to say. All right, today we are joined by Indy Gregg, who is the founder and CEO of the app We Do. Thank you so much for joining us, Indy. Thanks for having me. All right, to kick it off, just tell us about your company and your business and what your goals are. Absolutely. So We Do is a communications and, and banking services app. And um, basically what we do is we're a little bit like Clubhouse, except that we provide audio, video, and screen share and you can take a payment instantly within a room so you can be teaching or you can be um you know giving people consultations or a whole number of things you could be a musician giving a concert and basically when you take that payment it goes directly into your we do account and you can dispute uh, disperse those funds anywhere so uh, we issue a debit card and away you go and you can run your business all right, Indy, so you created this app during the pandemic. Um, what kind of struggles did you encounter because of the circumstances of really the world just being a completely different place during that time? Yeah, well, in technology, a lot of people are used to working in the same rooms together. Um, and obviously, COVID changed everything for a lot of people. Um, so we got really used to working remotely as a team. And part of this tool is actually to provide that um, atmosphere for people to be able to run teams from anywhere in the world, anytime, any place. And so in the future, I think that we'll be um, more nomadic and have a lot more fun at our jobs because we can go anywhere we want, where we feel good working rather than stuck in an office from nine to five. And the great resignation has been something that everyone has talked about, but recently people are calling it the great reshuffle among other names. People are deciding they want to be doing what they love. And part of that is a lot of people turning to freelance work. And how does your app uh, play a part in all of that? Yeah, I mean, I think we were born to fulfill a sense of purpose. And if you're not doing what you love, um, you know, COVID gave you two years to really think about that. Um, our application is really built for the gig economy, for freelancers specifically, um, but also for SMEs who are hiring um, freelancers or SMEs who may be hiring employees. We facilitate all of that. But the idea that you can actually be anywhere in the world. So if you're a coder or you're a designer or you're a freelance journalist or whatever that may be, right, in, in the gig economy or consulting, um, you should be able to pick up your phone or pick up your laptop no matter where you are and do your day of work and then go enjoy your life. We spend so much time of, in our lives, like in work. Um, and when you think about it, we're all paying mortgages or rent. We don't spend a lot of time at home when we're working away. So I think this is a brilliant op opportunity. And I think, okay, it changes the lands landscape slightly, 
but um, the world's changing all the time and we're moving at a very fast pace. So, you know, we don't really need to be in our cars for two hours just to get to an office anymore. Better for the planet. And where did you come up with this idea? Tell me the origin story for your company. Yeah, so I was a freelancer. I, I had built an application um, before and I had a decent exit and I had time to, I thought I'll go out and find the coolest people to work with and I'll get on some of these sites and become a freelancer. And I quickly realized the problems. So for example, a lot of the big sites take 20% of your income. And at the end of the year, that doesn't look very nice. Plus you're paying taxes and you have a lot of expenses. And so I thought there must be a way to, to build an application that can really help people and not be inflationary, right? So if you're paying 20%, then you pass that on to your client. And that's just rec really ridiculous. It's reckless even um, for a society. And we know it's a $4 trillion market globally. It's $1.2 trillion in the United States alone. So it's going to be half the global workforce by 2027. And that's a huge part of the economy um, in, in the freelancing gig economy. So for me, I was trying to solve a problem. And I thought, you know, the only way to do this is actually be the infrastructure, the banking infrastructure and the payment infrastructure in order to remove the barrier to entry for people. And the main tools that we need as freelancers are always communication, video, audio, screen share, file sharing, um, ability to invoice and take payments and ability to send and receive contracts seamlessly. Uh, hey, that's what I'm going to build because it doesn't exist. And I think, you know, when you try to solve a problem, you, you realize you can help a lot of people. And um, that's that's really how it all came about. And I met some great people. Um, the form, the founding CFO of PayPal joined the team and um, away we went and we started onboarding more people. And and here we are today. What is it like being a woman in tech? I understand that in a lot of sectors in technology, there aren't a lot of women. So talk to me about your experience, specifically about being a woman in tech. Well, it's it's a little bit tough because you're the only female in the room most of the time, and um, therefore they people consider that maybe you're the, just the secretary or the coffee girl. And uh, a lot of tech teams where I was the lead, people, you know, it's it's harder to be taken seriously. You don't have a lot of uh, colleagues who are females around you, and guys can sometimes be, yeah, bullies. Maybe tease you. Um, maybe they don't think you have a very high degree in mathemat mathematics or just because traditionally women haven't been in tech. So over the years, that was tough. I mean, it's getting better. Um, I'm 50 years old, so I've been in tech for a long time. And I can tell you it, it is changing. Um, but more women need to take roles in tech um, and, and, you know, go and study uh, technology and computer science and engineering uh, in order to change the landscape, really. And has a woman impacted? your efforts when it comes to fundraising? Have you had to kind of put on a persona in, in, in a room full of men that you wouldn't have to otherwise if you were a man? I believe so. I think that um, the statistics are obvious, right? If uh, less than 2% of women are receiving VC funding every year, then there's an obvious problem. There's an obvious gap. Um, and female female teams, I mean, we we win a lot more often. We Statistically, we do better, even though there are less of us and we get less investment. And when we do get investment, we perform higher. So um, women are focused. We're really good at what we do. Yeah, sometimes there is a bit of discrimination. And again, 
they don't take you seriously when you say, hey, I've been running tech teams uh, for 25 years. And especially if they see you're blonde and look like me, you know, they'll go, hmm, whatever. Oh, it's too big of a, that's a big challenge what you're doing. And then it's like, so what? Prove them wrong, right? And that's the only thing, that's the only choice we have, you know, is just to keep on keeping on. Um, and there, it requires a lot of determination uh, for sure. For the next generation, do you have any words of wisdom um, for other wannabe female founders in how they should present themselves in those circles? Absolutely. I mean, just be your true self and show your passion, show your determination. Life's too short to pretend to be someone else. So I'm certainly not going to do that. You don't need to compromise who you are to be who you want to be and to show people that you can do what you love and you can perform at a high level. Um, I think really the fundamentals is stay super focused. Don't let no be the answer. For me, um, it's mindset. So every time I think of, for example, if I'm raising capital and it's taken a while, you know, I think of it a little bit, bit like, you know, life's like a slot machine. You have to keep on pulling that uh, one arm bandit down and see when you're going to land. And if it's, if it's no, it's no, you don't get that payout, but you keep going. And um, I think that determination is a, is a big piece of um, getting to that space. And it's hard for everyone raising capital. You know, everyone gets a no. It's very rare that someone walks in the door and somebody's like, yeah, I'll give you $20 million. Don't worry about investment. Here you go. You know, it just doesn't happen. So work hard, provides, uh, solve a problem, provide uh, a service or a product that fills a gap in the market that serves a purpose for people or helps people and you'll do well and just plow on. What do you think will have to change in our society to when you walk into a room of tech founders that you'll see more females than men. What do you think needs to change in our society to get there? Well, I think more focus on education and how we train women and the types of roles and role models. You know, we're early on in the tech world and it comes to computer science. Um, it has only been a degree for maybe 30 or 40 years. And so it's generational. And as more and more women show up in the world and do what they love rather than choosing traditional roles, We'll get more and more younger women studying those subjects and moving into those spaces. Um, it's never too late in life to be innovative, to create, to learn, to create, to learn, to code, learn, to build, learn, to do the things that you always dreamed of. And there's a lot of more access to learning, a lot of more access, free access to education now than there ever was in the history of mankind. So it's about just doing what you want to do what you love to do and what you believe you can do to change things uh, for the better. And it's about, it's your life. So just do it. All right. If you're just now joining us, we are speaking with Indy Gregg. She's the CEO and founder of We Do. And we're touching on a number of topics, including being a woman in tech. And is there anything else specifically on that topic that you would like to offer? Well, I'd really love for people to go and download our app and reserve their username on the App Store or Android, um, iOS or Android. It's we do, W-E-D-O, just like the sign behind me. And uh, reserve your username. It's an opportunity to take life back into your hands and really enjoy, um, even if you're just doing it as a side hustle or just to create a community or be social. Um, go check us out. We'll be going live in about six weeks. And we're letting people in every day. So you might be one of the first who um, get to come and check out what we're doing that we do. 
So it's going to launch in six weeks, you said? Yeah, it's already live in the app store. So we're letting about 100 people in a day, um, but we're, you know, we're testing and bringing in the old guard and the, the typical, you know, people who love to be nosy on the app right now. And um, it's been a lot of fun. So you, I, I know everyone will enjoy it. If you are considering starting your own business or you're a freelancer or a consultant, you want to check it out. It's free. Um, we win when you win. We're totally transparent. We just take a small transaction transaction fee on um, on payments and in, in, in the interchange, in the banking interchange, um, 2.9% and 30 cents, very small compared to say an Upwork that takes 20% or a Fiverr who takes 15 to 20% to 25%. So um, it's a good gig. And would you say that's the main difference between your app and other apps already out there? It's one of the main differences, but one of the main big differences, like our unique spelling, selling point is that you can really take transactions in real time, set up subscriptions, take, you know, send and receive contracts and invoices all in one umbrella with the live call like you and I are on uh, or to a big group and you can scroll up and it's, it's pretty cool. It's a lot different than any app out there for sure. All right. And I want to give you uh, the last word about anything you'd like to talk about. Is there anything else you'd like to add that I haven't asked you? Well, mainly find your finding your sense of purpose is about using your gifts. And I'd like to wish everyone who's watching you tonight uh, to start using your gifts because the world's changing and we need more people using their true, like authentic stuff, you know, in the world. Um, and that would make me really happy. And that is some great advice for this week, which was the week of International Women's Week across the world. So hopefully a little girl might be watching this and feeling inspired by your words. So thank you again, Indy Gregg, the founder and CEO of We Do for joining us here on Local News Live. Pleasure, my pleasure. All right, so you are hearing from the CEO and founder of the We Do app, motivating and encouraging little girls and women everywhere to join the tech industry if that's something they're interested in, so there can be more women in the technology field.